Welcome to Overtime on Inferno, your weekly roundup of all the big stories in CSGO in less time than it takes to watch the Snyder Cut. A quick reminder to rate and review us at the end of the episode. It really helps us. I'm Logan. Next to me is Ask. Let's get into it. Uh, let's start with the biggest story we got this week. Let's start with the Execute. Cadian and the group of Heroic absolutely crushed, and by absolutely crushed, I mean took a really, really long, really close series with Gambit um, to win ESL Pro League. Yeah, that was that was the definition of a marathon, not a sprint. That was an obscenely long uh, series. I think it might have been the longest best of five ever. I, the previous one, I'm fairly sure, also was Heroic. I believe it was versus Vitality. I'd have to check, but I think that was one of the first events I ever worked. Maybe it was the first event I worked, and it was like the most rounds ever played in a in a um, in a series. So uh, you know, I, I remember that one. Uh, Heroic are just really good in those like long games. I don't know what it is. It maybe it's just because Cadian is just such an energetic person when he's playing uh, Counter Strike that he just keeps the levels going later and later, and everything goes well. I think he he really, as he tends to do in the big matches, he really um, led by example. He was like heroic's best player. His calling was good. He reminds me a lot of, maybe even a slightly better version of Chris J. In that he's really clutch. Like big games, big moments. Heroic needs somebody to drag him through the game. He just has that pop off thirty bomb crazy round after crazy round like whilst in game leading whilst orping like he he does everything and he just sort of drags his team through when it seemed unlikely and i think cadian that that's his best quality is that he just is so clutch i i totally agree um a little bit of backstory on cadian he's he's fluttered between a lot of different teams and before landing on heroic right and he's never been that like star player that we see now on heroic i think we can definitely call him a star player at this point um i mean he, he's probably heroic's best player or second best player on any given day of the week um they he 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 was in north for a little while he was in rogue in the u.s he was on the old version of this heroic team with um borup and nico he's been on he's he's been on a lot of teams he's he's been this like journeyman and he's the, the fact that he's still performing at this point and the fact that he still had the the kind of the will to keep going um even though he's gone through all of these different teams has been really cool to see yeah, I think it was made. Uh, so a lot of people making the same point on Twitter that he basically he, he thought he was going to quit like four or five years ago. He had, you know, he was struggling to find the motivation to carry on playing because he just wasn't uh, respected that highly in Denmark. He couldn't find a team to work with, and you know, he thought, thought, fuck it, it's it's not working. But he he just kept going. You say he went to Rogue. He transformed that team. He signed by North. That didn't work. I mean, Lord knows how North managed to screw that up now. Like, it, it seems that I think that organization was just cursed. Like, there was something wrong with it. Because that, I mean, you see you see how good he was doing. And we will get on to Valde in a little bit as well. You see how good he's doing. And you just wonder, like, what the hell is going on behind closed doors there? Um, yeah. But yeah, Her- Heroic, I- I'm glad to see them back. Because I was very much of the mindset that they were still one of the best teams, like top five. 
even though they had a bit of a falter and they've obviously made some roster changes, I, I, I really had seen so much good from them that I was, I weirdly, I had more faith in them coming back than I did the teams who normally come back fanatic Astralis phase, etc. Like I, I thought for whatever, I just thought I've seen enough from heroic and I've seen how they can do in these long finals. And I just have so much faith in them. So even though it hurts to see another Danish team being really good, I I do sort of feel a little bit like redeemed by that. I you know I backed the right horse. While we're on the like while we're talking about Cadian, I think we need to talk about that clutch because that was crazy. Yeah, that I so I I've talked about this clutch with a couple of people. I think this is the greatest play in Counter Strike history. No, no, no. Let's let's. It's Let's at the end of a a best bit. of five. It. it was a seven hour series and he has the balls to go and knife the opera in his face and the opera Shiro. Somebody asked me if I preferred that one or the Chris J one on Twitter. I think the Chris J one's better. See, okay. The Chris J one is good and all. And like, it's a really good play. But to me, it's just like, both of both of those plays are super skill plays, right? Like if you think of if you think of simple dropping down on cash, that's a very luck based play. You think of Cold Zera's jumping double on uh, on Mirage, right? That's a that's a that's a luck based play. Both of those were skill based plays, and if we're if we're looking at like Counter Strike best plays by like skill and and like decision making, I think Cadian's decision making was so good in this play. If you're going purely by skill and decision making, though, to me it has to be either the Valde one v five, which is still one of the most disgusting plays I've ever seen. I've never seen somebody make a one v five look so unbelievably easy. It's mm. either that or it's maybe the XMS one tap ace in terms of pure skill. Like that is the purest in terms of aim I've ever seen. There's, I mean, there's some absolutely obscene ones. I, I, I've actually spent the last few days looking at loads of old clips for uh, something I was doing for work. I mean, there's, uh, what was the one I was going to say? There's a Zai Wu pistol ace, which is just absolutely obscene against NIP, where he just one taps everyone. I mean, there's AZ's pistol ace against Heroic, which I still think is, I, I think that's actually quite underrated as a clip. It's, mm-hmm. it's like seven bullets and he gets five headshots. It's absolutely crazy. There's, yeah. you know, in terms of pure skill, it's not there. I think the argument has to be the sort of prestige of the event. But even then, I think Chris Jays is better. It's grand final. It's an ace. He didn't look like. I mean, the round was falling apart. It's like three versus five, and he just steps up and hits every single shot. Like Cadians is an amazing clip, and the fact that he starts with no gun is really impressive. But no gun and no armor. No gun, no armor. But I do think that Gambit played it so horribly badly. It's uh, so horrible from there. In every single one of those really amazing clips you see, right? There is a the, the other team is not playing it well. Of course, there's the only the only clip in my head that like I can say like the other team played it really well is um the one round on Mirage where you had Hiko's he, uh, Sean Gares defusing the bomb and Hiko defending him and early yeah. in the round you had Dupree's like 3k spray down. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is a round I can legitimately say that Dignitas was was in good places and Hiko just outplayed them. No, but like, come on, Gam- ha- like the second guy who dies for Gambit, I, th- I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. I think it was Nafani. He just should he he should just not peek. 
for a start. Mm-hmm. Shiro is normally so aware of the flank, and he's just not. I mean, I think it might have been Maui Snake, it might have been Spun. Somebody tweeted that do we really think he wouldn't have been aware of that flank if we weren't seven hours deep into a final? Yeah, so I kind of no, agree no. with. And I totally agree with that. But the thing is, we were seven hours into a final, and Kadian managed to do that. Yeah, that is true. That, I mean, it's a, that's it's a that's, great that's like my entire argument. If you saw that in round five of a best of three, like a, in map one, round five of the best of three, it would be a good play. It would probably still be, I don't know, like top five plays of the year, right? I'd, I'd yeah. totally put it up there. But because it's round a trillion in a best of five that had an overtime, let's not forget the train map went to 26-28. It went to almost an entire other game's worth of rounds, as well as Inferno going to double overtime, right? You've... It, there's been a lot of playing. It was a seven hour final and you're at the end of seven hours and Kadian decides to knife Shiro and manages to spam uh triple correctly where you can, where he gets enters through the box. I, it's, a, it's a great clip, but it's not the best clip of all time. Like this is, there's too I, many good ones. Regardless of best clip of all time, I could say with near certainty that this will be the best clip of the year. I'm not sure there's quite possibly. Yeah, obviously. I we mean, have, I'm not like, counting simple out yet. Like we have eight mo- more months simple. of the year. Like there's definitely eight more months worth of plays that can happen. But like yeah. right now, this is my clip of the year. I'm not counting floppy out. Yeah, I mean that guy's <laughs> like two one v fives in a tournament. Like in two days the other day. Like let's not. You know, let's. We, well, we you, ha- you have to count. You have to count Floppy out until he gets onto a new team. <laughs> then you can stop counting Floppy out. I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count him out. He didn't have a team when he won v five mouse sports either. The rest of his team was dead. Didn't need him. Yeah, yeah. He's going to create talk, his own team. And... Let's talk about uh, ESL Pro League as a as a whole, right? So we've talked about we've talked about each of these different groups as we've gone through. But let's do a quick overall of who did shit. Who did really well and who are we waiting to see more on so let's start with the shit um big was in group a big has not looked good big was the last place tournament last place team in this tournament <laughs> does anyone have any idea how good big are like i have just no idea I, I, this team is just makes a zero so they were the best team in the world for like four months and now they're yeah. just like now they just can't win a game it doesn't make any sense like, it, is, it makes is zero sense in any good i have no idea are they just bad because, like, when they start losing, Searson doesn't get the economy and he can't AWP? We all know he can't rifle. So, like, is that the issue? Or is it just that this team is incredibly inconsistent? Or is it that they're too consistent and that people have figured it out? I genuinely do not know. I I, I watched Big be the best team in the world, and I have no idea how it happened. And now I'm no. watching them be, like, the worst team at this event, and I still don't know how it happened. Yeah, and this event was loaded. This event was yeah. absolutely loaded. So it's not like they were playing against like I don't know, like Endpoint and Mouse Sports, who were two not very good teams, at least in the context of this event for the entire event. Right? They were playing against good teams. Yeah. Um, I mean... Yeah. Other teams that we that we think did not do well. Uh, Mouse I'm going to throw Renny. Mouse it's... Sports has to be talked about. We we've we've given them time. We said we said a couple episodes that hey we want to I, at least I said that hey I want to give Mouseports time they're integrating a new IGL who comes from a totally different region who has a totally different play style you're integrating him into Carrigan's role and as we know Carrigan is a huge person on that team or formerly was a huge person on that team 
but there's the, we're at a time in which hi congratulations you've had like three months to integrate dexter it's not going well so i don't know how much you follow um league of legends but there was a massive uh transfer this summer so you know surprisingly a lot you know about uh like perks leaving g2 and going to cloud nine and how g2 have not looked quite the same i feel like chris j leaving mouse sports is kind of underrated in that regard but they're just not I don't know. The the team just doesn't feel the same without Chris J and their results are not looking great without him either. I mean, obviously there's other factors at play. They weren't that great with Chris J either for yeah. like at the end. But like this team is just not as good as the sum of its parts. Like a team with Rops, Frozen and Acor can't be this bad. Like Exactly. Yeah. I, I, even if you take Acor out, a team with Rops and Frozen should be a top 15 team easy. And they're yeah. just not right now. And Bemis has gone completely off the boil. I think a lot of that is the fact that he doesn't have Carrigan, like Chris J, like these really experienced um, people in and out of the server to to really help him. Yeah. The guy's so young, like, and he played really well. How young he was. He played really, really well when Carrigan was there. Right, we saw yeah. that like resurgence. I say resurgence as if we had seen it before, but yeah. like from phase to mouse sports was such a huge jump for him. Right, it wasn't to like the same level of team, right? At that point, Mouseports was a little bit better of a team, and they were missing an offer, and they were they were reworking how their stuff went. But Bemis absolutely killed it in that role, and then Carrigan leaves, and he's not doing as well. You have there's a lot that happens when an IGL leads leaves, and one of the things is that those younger players are just not as they're not as well supported as they previously were. I will say I've spoken to some co- like I spoke to a coach before for another team, and he mentioned that when you've never met people and you're, you haven't seen them in real life, like Dexter probably hasn't spent much time with the mouse sports guys, like in person, it's all online and that is completely different atmosphere. And it probably, probably doesn't help him. Like it's quite difficult to create that sort of atmosphere and, and system when you can't just show people, talk to them face to face. You can't go and like go for dinner with them. Like, well, you can't just pull someone over to your computer and say, yo, look at this lineup or something like that. Like, Yeah, but it's still, it's it's pretty frustrating when, you know, as you say, you've lost, like, an iconic player for the organization and, and you're not really seeing any return for it, I suppose. Yeah. All right, let's talk about who did well that we didn't expect to do as well. Complexity did really well. They... This is where we expect them to be, and we haven't seen them here. So I'm going to say they did well comparatively to their normal stuff, but this is like, this is kind of our expectation. Someone that we have talked about a trillion times on this podcast, but we have no clue how good they are. NIP finished third, fourth. How, like, who let this happen? What's going on? <laughs> where how are the script NIP writers now? Like, how is this happening? <laughs> Astralis Complexity Virtus Pro G2 Navi Ents Liquid FPX Endpoint MIBR Vita All of these teams finished below NIP. Who let this happen? I I couldn't tell you. <laughs> like I I'm I, just baffled. Like are NIP actually good? Like yeah. I know Nork is a god, but like is he is he actually this good? Like is no, he but here's actually the thing. one of the best gonna... players in the world? We're going to talk in the next three minutes, right? Three, four minutes. We're going to talk about how NIP is good and how IP is really good. And then they're going to come in last place in the next tournament. Because it doesn't matter what anyone says about NIP. It just just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. matter. I just... I 
This team makes no sense. I, I really well done, NIT. Please Congratulations. I, like, I really want to be proven wrong because I, I said I do think Nork is really good and I really want this team to prove me wrong, but Jesus, man. Like it, Until they do it for like three <laughs> events in a row, it's kind of difficult to yeah. to like to to say anything concrete, but I mean, I mean, it's it's a, it's all jokes aside. It's a genuinely good performance for them to finish third and fourth ahead of all of those teams I just listed is is incredibly impressive. And the, the CS needs a Swedish team doing well because it's like it's such a key part of Counter Strike. Yeah, it's like the history. Yeah. yeah. All right, two more teams I want to touch on really quickly. Ents did really well, surprisingly. Like. I don't think any of us like. I think we we've, we've talked about Ents. We before they went into this tournament, we said they were going to be like they weren't going to make it into the second round. They made it into the second round. They they lost at the first part of the second round, but <laughs> they they were they were a better team than we expected, which is all I can ask for at this point. I think. Yeah, I mean, Spinks looks like a looks like a, a really good, a really interesting addition, and it seems to have reinvigorated ents and they're actually like looking like a decent team again bizarrely it's very weird when you look at ents on hltv though and it doesn't have a finnish flag next to it yeah there's a european flag next to it that's not right that needs to change i think I don't like that. <laughs> I need to... yeah yeah one more finish play there all right and one more team on the that did really well furia did really well we know that they can they can do these kind of performances they finished third fourth we know they can do this kind of stuff and they did it, and which is in stark contrast to what we've been seeing lately, which is we know they can do this kind of stuff, and then they fall flat in the first round. I they did love Furia. I'm so glad that like it's so much more fun when Fury <laughs> is just running around obliterating teams out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, doesn't Art, they just completely ignore watch. all of the rules of Counter Strike? They just run around headshot. They aren't just completely thick to Stralis. It's like the yeah. one team oh, yeah. you think, right, you can't just go brain dead aggression against Art oh, just takes it to the yep. next level and just <laughs> like just murders them. Like absolutely demolishes them. Yeah. I love this All team. Right. So teams we're waiting on. I have Vitality written down. I'm a little iffy on this. So so Vitality didn't do super well in this tournament. But then yesterday they said they're making uh, a roster change, which we'll talk about in our, our next segment here. So, I to me, it's kind of like this doesn't really matter. They're they're changing their roster. They're changing how they're going to be playing. So let let's see what happens with the new roster. We'll we'll put this behind them. Wasn't a great showing, but we'll deal. Um, EG looked. <laughs> I mean, EG <sighs> has been have been boring for a while, and I know, but they it looks really like they're good finally with Oboe at the beginning. Yeah, I guess they and then they just now. stopped. But then again, you 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 find out why they seem so dis- disappointing when they like make a roster change the day after the event, and it turns yeah. out like Tarek doesn't really want to be there, which I yeah. kind of alluded to a few podcasts ago, if people remember. Yeah. But... We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, and the last thing I want to point out on the the waiting on is OG, who didn't do terrible in this match, but then this morning beat Astralis 2-0. Yep. Um, OG's getting better flamesy. because, it, yeah, I just, we, we that's like three out of three for us predicting players moving to teams. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'd say we, we brought up <laughs> Flamesy, and I thought that would be a really interesting signing. I'm really glad they went for that. It's a it's a fun one. Like he's a guy who can clearly make the step up, or I think can clearly make the step up to the next yeah. level of play. 
I mean, so it's very, very, uh, it's one game or two games now. So, I mean, there's obviously a lot to come from him, but I, I mean, I think it's promising and I like the guy. I think he's a good player. Hi, everyone. Quick note from the desk of the editor. Um, I just want to remind everyone that you can get some real-life Counter-Strike stickers in your mailbox by referring your friends to the podcast. Links down in the description. Um, It really helps us out because we're able to get more people to listen to this, which means we get to create more and more great content for you guys to listen to. And then you guys get some awesome stickers. And I've I've been sent the pictures of the stickers, so I'll post some stuff here. But um, there's like iBuyPower Hollow actual stickers you can put on your laptop or whatever. So that's pretty cool. Um, Again, please remember to like, review, share the podcast, and refer your friends to it. It really helps us out a lot. Back to the pod. All right. Let's get into trade kills where we're going to talk about all of the movement that's happened just post-EPL because a lot happened. Um, So as we we alluded to before, Vitality has made a roster change. Um, They're not picking up Nivera. Let's make this clear. No. Um, they're not being up Nevera, and we'll talk about them in a second. They're taking RPK, taking Latank out of the lineup, and they're bringing in Kyogen, who, as far as I know, was vac banned and then recently got unvac banned. So it's similar situation to Yampi, except he's been cleared to play um, at Valve event. I'm not entirely sure why there's a difference between him and Yampi's situation. All I know is that Valve looked into it and cleared him. So he's free to play um, at majors. He said in a tweet longer, like this news could change my life. So I presume, presumably they had been in contact before and they were waiting yeah. for him to say, to get the green I mean, light. Okay. And yeah. then as soon as he got it, it was like, this is going to change my life because he immediately gets signed by Vitality. I found it very interesting. Vitality's coach, uh, XQZZZZ, I think his name is. Or it's XTQZZZ. Is it XT? Uh, between him and Vitality Neo basically insinuated there aren't many um, role players in France. Very few people who are willing to do what RPK does. And Kyojin is one of those players who's more willing to take a back seat. And that's why they've gone for him instead of Nivera, who's more of a more of a free spirit, loose cannon type. Yeah, they, they, they were never saying that Nivera was bad. Uh, obviously he wasn't they were just saying Nivera doesn't fit the role that rpk was was in which it makes sense you don't want a wrong tool for the wrong job um and as we've said before we hope Nivera finds a team because he was sick on vitality yeah he's, uh, he's a talented player yeah uh let's talk about mihu a week or two ago we talked about mihu possibly going to og that didn't happen obviously so now it looks like mihu's going to the other team with the g in their name which is eg Looking like that it's probably to replace Tarek. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> it is. I think the the rumors around Tarek are either that he's going to Valorant or that he wants to stream. I'd heard that he wanted to stream, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I can't substantiate it enough to be certain, but that is what I heard a few weeks ago. I'd also heard that EG had tried to sign another European player who is even more out there than me who... And that's ships, I think it was. Yeah, I I saw that same thing that they were trying to sign him to go with Cirque. They're both Bulgarian or something. Yeah, that was a strange together. one. That was a weird thing. And um, Mihu to EG such a strange move. Like, I don't know. It and, seems like there's a lot of players you could get. I don't know why Mihu. I mean, Mihu may be much better than I think he is, which entirely possible. I haven't watched him enough or for a while. 
But it just seems very odd to me. They couldn't find somebody like I don't know. It feels like there should be somebody better out there. But and I'm kind of surprised that they went to Europe. Mm. That there's actually decent North American talent right now. But we've been talking about the North American scene dying. But there's like Extra Salt and Triumph who both have actually decent players on them right now. I that think you can Extra Salt use farms. will probably stay together for a little while. They're doing. I think a bit they of a run definitely. And... I think they definitely will. But, but I mean, Triumph... I think Cynic is really good, and I would be trying to sign him. But what do I know? Obviously, neither of us are GMs of teams. Um, he's such a strange speaking one, speaking of a player who decided to be a GM of a team. Flush has gotten a new team after him being taken out of Fnatic. It's going to be Flusha. It's going to be Sunny. It's going to be Sergey. It's going to be Esperanto, and it's going to be Calix. I'm excited for this team. So many notes about this team. <laughs> the first one is this looks like a HLTV thread. You know when there's like those old HLTV or oh, new international yeah. roster. It's like who's available? Flushy, fl- Flushy, <laughs> Flusher, Sunny. <laughs> Sergey, I think he's retired, but yeah, no, we'll go. Like, I think he's gone to. Didn't he go to the army? That was the thing. He's like, oh yeah, no, I'm going yeah. to go do my service. So yeah, he. I mean, he's not available, but I'll put him in anyway because it's a HLTV thread. <laughs> then I just need two random players who are not from completely different nations. So it looks like I'm really thinking about it. Esperanto, I haven't seen him in a while. Calix, he was on Envy. That'll do. Uh, you know, maybe it's somebody who's a turkish guy wants to see his wants to see his uh countrymen back on a team like it just makes zero sense this team secondly is absolutely where did sergey come from i thought he was gone and then thirdly <laughs> why is sergey the orb hasn't everyone else on this I... team orbed and like sergey hasn't yeah it doesn't make any uh, sense I... I don't know man I'm excited to see it. This is going to be the most ridiculous team to watch. I'm super excited to see it. I'm not massively excited because I don't think they're going to be particularly good. Yeah, no one said that they had to be good. Well, yeah, but like, it's not going to be like, I don't know. I like Esperanto. I think Esperanto is really good. But to me, this looks like an FPL team that's just like, screw it, we're going. It's like double pony. The, the, the French team that's got, like, NBK on it right now and body and mm. stuff. It's like an FPL team that they were just like, fuck it, we're going to qualify for some events. Except think, they're actually getting an organization to back them with money and pay them I, money to do this. I don't know why an organization would back a team like this before <laughs> they've played a game. I have, like The absolute best that this team can be is, like a slightly upgraded version of like no chance where they grind and grind for ages. And then they become like godsend FP. Like they actually become one of the top 10 teams. Yeah. I, I don't understand like this. Why is an organization <laughs> spending money on this when the, nobody, nobody for love, no money could get chaos an organization, but it's like, but Oh yeah, spend no, this, money on this, this team with like a guy who went to the army a year ago, Esperanto, who's been like, I don't know where he's been. He's off like, the been, face you know, of the earth for like. He must two be, years. I think he's been like playtesting Tuscan for the last two years or something. I don't know where <laughs> he's been because Tuscan's come out and he's back all of a sudden. I really liked Esperanto. I thought he was really good and he just disappeared. Yep. Calix, who was in like you know behind the end, in the end for like just stuck there. You couldn't get him out. And I mean, Calix, I used to think he was pretty good on Space Soldiers, but that was a while ago now. I have no was, idea like, how good he is. Four years ago. Yeah, uh, Sonny, who's been, you know, used to be like legitimately quality and is now 
hasn't adequate. been fantastic for a little while. I mean, I'd love to see Sonny be back at the level he was before, but I'm not sure I'd bet on it with my own money. No. I, I'd I'd like to see it happen. Don't think I'd throw, you know, thousands of pounds at it, hoping it did. I don't know. That's a, it's a... It's a straight. I mean, I, I guess it's good we've got organizations investing in esports, but it, it seems like. But this is not where to invest. Massive risk, dude. It's a massive risk. Organizations, if you're hearing us, please get get Vanity back from Valorant. Sign Malps. Sign Malps. Get, get, get Cynic and John G. Right. Just get get the North American Dream Team and invest there. That's oh, a dude, good John place G's to go. So good. Like I don't know how. That guy is really good. I don't know what like he seems to just go around like tier two, tier three NA teams, and yeah, he doesn't quite stand good. out because he's so aggressive that like he often will just die for his team. But the guy just has no fear, and that's yeah. something I really respect out of a player when they would just they will just if you tell them to run into a site without a flash, they'll just do it and die for you. Like I'm I, telling I, you, man, I, we I need really like that. the infinity gauntlet of North American Counter Strike to just get together and make a team. They have. Yeah. Well, it, it was Team Liquid, and now it's. No, 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 no. Like, you get Maui Snake, you get Maui Flom, Snake in charge, yeah. You got. You, you get, like, Moses in charge. Even though he's on Team Liquid, it doesn't matter. You get those three in charge, and you say, build a team from North American talent. That's what you do. I, I, I think it's. I mean, I think you just take Shake Zula and just let him, just give him money. I mean, That's how I would do it. Isn't that what if I had money, is? If I had money and I wanted a North American team, I'd get Shake Zula, have some money. Because he just builds teams <laughs> that are good. I don't know how he does it. I, I mean, isn't that exactly what Triumph is? Yeah. I Okay, <laughs> put it this way. Do you think this flusher, sunny Sergey Esperanto team, by the end of 2022, do you think they'll be better than Triumph? I mean, probably, right? I'm going to say yes for the sole reason that there will have been three Triumph iterations by the end of 2022. That doesn't help. <laughs> but I think if you spent the <laughs> same Triumph amount stuck. of money, if you spent the same amount of money to build an NA roster, you would win more events for a start because you'd be an NA. Yeah. But also, like, I just think you'd have a better team. I don't know. It it seems so weird to buy a roster, like, like to just buy a group of five players you've got together. That doesn't. That's not how you build a team. At least to me, that's not how you build a team. And not Maybe any of these I have a sports background. But... None of these players are in their prime. Absolutely none of them. Maybe Sergey is. Maybe. 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 But yeah, as you say, like, it's, it's it's a. These it are seems all... like no chance two point Yeah. Whereas it players really are no on chance. the bench. And... <laughs> yeah, it's more like you know a vague chance. <laughs> all right let's talk about a team that actually has a chance uh flame z to og which we alluded to earlier we were super right with that and they super are really good for the one game we've so seen far. It on. Yeah. yeah but the one team who isn't is a team they beat astralis and it yes. looks like i don't know what's going on over there the ceo's tweeting like free bobski they put him in for a game he doesn't do well because you know there's a whole lot of pressure to put on a player and well, then it's not even that. the ceo tweeted free bobski tweets. The CEO tweeted free Bubsky and just was like, someone was like, ha, really good joke. And he was like, no, I, I mean this seriously. No, like, I, yeah. So, like, no, like, no, I don't know why he's not thing. playing. Like, well, like, like, you, where, where is he? Asking us? <laughs> why are you like, asking you're the guy who owns. <laughs> like, yeah, that's so weird to me. And then like Glaze liking tweets about making a change in Astralis, supposedly. That was something I saw. He liked a maniac tweet saying they thinks it's going to be a change in Astralis soon. 
I mean, maybe that's just baiting, but it's always fun to speculate. Yeah, friend of the show, Phil, uh, did a did a very long breakdown of where Stralis's money is and all that kind of stuff. Um, you can see it on our TLDR Twitter. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, but in that, we the the Stralis contracts are up this year, and they're they they've the money situation is is fine. Like they've. They have not gotten their prize money the same amount that they previously have, but they're getting money from being member teams in like EPL and Blast, which is good for their money. But they need to figure out what to do here because they're not getting the same amount of money they used to because they're not winning tournaments, right? Um, and as I think, as far as we're aware, all of those players are like on the same rough deal. Um, and at this point, not all those players are worth the same rough deal. Like device is heads and beyond like the most valuable player of that team and it's gonna be really fun if device leaves that like core like i think that'd be really fun to see because then we'll actually see if device is a system player if he's actually like a true one of the best players like actually top two top three best players in the world or if it's just he is uh the most valuable cog in glaive's machine yeah, get because him I've phase. always, yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, see if you can if you can carry phase, then that's fine. Out. Yeah, fair it's enough. Good. You deserve it. Yeah, I've always been of the opinion that he's more of a a system player than he's given credit for, or, or more than he's given credit for. Um, so I would like to see Device join another team and then see what happens. But then I don't know. I think that that team has to stick together because where else are they going to go? Heroic, there's no Heroic real don't want need them for right now. Yeah, there's no real need for them to make a change. North don't exist. Copenhagen well, Wolves. Well, don't have the hold money. on. North <laughs> apparently North exists. I, I think it's basically that they've been offered the the RMR spot if um, MSL yeah. AZ etc join forces. But from what MSL said on HRTV confirmed the other day seems like he, they haven't spoken about it, so it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So that spot's just going to go to waste. So I, I don't really see, unless they go international and, you know, Device really cashes in. Where I mean, he's just, like, entitled to. I'm not suggesting. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. If he really, like, you know, somebody throws a million pounds at him or something, you, you fucking take it. I certainly fucking uh, yeah. take it. Like, play Counter-Strike, that's the dream. Uh, so... That's the the only situation I can see is if they go if some of them go international, but I think the core will stick together and just try and find another org. Yeah, but. I think the uh, I think the other the other cool thing that's happening is that Esetag's now on the market again, and Bubski and Esetag have obviously been very good players in the past. Well, Bubski's not doing great right now, but we've seen him like what one game in seven months or some shit like that, two games in seven months it doesn't. I'm not I'm yeah. not putting any money on that yet until he's played five games in a month, right? Um, but we've like Esetag is now free from his Cloud9 deal or buyout or whatever. He's he's on the chop he's he's on the block that you can pick him up. And we've seen how the Astralis core has worked with Esetag. Maybe you make some roster changes on like Zip and bring Esetag in instead of Bubsky and switch out magisk or something like that you can make like more minor roster changes. We don't have to immediately start blowing this team up. There's um, so this... much talent just available. Like it makes it so weird that EG went for me. Who like, you're just talking about how like <laughs> Esetag and Bubsky are both 
you know, you could just sign either of them. And you just yeah. go for I me. Mean, you could, I you mean, could I, have I, signed I, Floppy. <laughs> you could have gotten a North American player in a North American organization. You could have got Floppy. You could have got Floppy. I mean, I think Floppy's so good, dude. <laughs> Yeah, so many better. It's choices. very weird with Astralis. I don't know exactly what's happening. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on to our last part, which is overtime. We're gonna take some mis- listener mail questions. We asked you guys on Twitter earlier today, um, what you wanted to hear from us. So first thing from ag underscore r six s. What's the best play in CS:GO that didn't have good casting to go with it? So I had to do a little bit of. I didn't have to do a lot of research because it was one of the first players I looked up because one of my favorite players of all time. And it's the XMS one tap ace. I think, I mean, I spoke about it a little bit earlier. I think the casting, there's a reason the casting isn't hype and it's because it's like an elimination game in like the minor or something. So it's, it doesn't, it's not that it necessarily deserves a lot of hype, but it's still one of the best players of all time. And it's like a little bit relaxed I- on the casting. It's like, oh, come on. I had never seen it before today. I can't believe you'd never it, seen Izzy it. Has just so like, he, like, he like threw it in Discord. He's like, this is my idea. And I was like, wait, what happened? Um, I wrote a piece Google about quickly? this a, a while ago. <laughs> um, I actually wrote a piece about that ace. And uh, I, I think it's, I just think it's one of the best clips I've ever seen. I've never seen somebody one tap five different people like that. I've, I've seen. So something super casually for me that's like, it, it's fine casting. It's not like bad casting or anything. Nico's two deagle aces on cash, the one on a site and the one on B site. The one on a site is definitely way more hype and way better yeah, cast yeah. from Alex, but from machine, but the one on B site with Bardoff casting was just kind of underwhelming to me. That's the one against phase. I think, right? I think so. It, it's like it's Fox, the, like a uh, Fox AC team. That yeah, he, he's on. He, it, it's it's the iconic he's one. Like he's, headshot, the, he's, right? he's on headshot and he gets to get yeah. It's just it was a little underwhelming to me. The other one that comes into my mind was the snacks ninja defuse against phase where he just runs down cat and runs up connector on Mirage and the I entire think... phase team's on B site. It just it felt really underwhelming to me, but it was also a really underwhelming last second play. So I kind of really liked yeah, that. Yeah, I think that actually helps the, the fact that it they're casting underwhelming in that. It kind of helps because. You're not expecting anything to happen, and it kind of just accentuates how weird it was that it happened. My favorite part of that play, though, is the observer having the map up, and Pansy's just like talking about something else, and waitress goes away. Oh, hold on, hold on. What's what's happening here? What is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's like it's like they weren't expecting anything to happen, and all of a sudden, Snacks just wins the round out of nowhere. Like, oh. I, 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 I mean, it's so difficult to like carry on playing without like chewing your teammates' ear off after that as well. <laughs> All right, uh, Professor CS has asked us what two plus two is. Five, I think. It depends pre- who you ask. I mean, you ask like the Hellraiser social media guy, and it's like <laughs> it could be anything. It's some weird Russian meme that I don't understand. You ask, you ask EG. It's me who. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a fish. That's what I was taught. Two plus two is a fish. I think you I flip got, one of the yeah. twos around and you can and like overlap them. It's a fish. Yeah, I was gonna make a joke about like being two plus two equals five, and there was like a I was gonna make a joke about something. I was like, no, it's just e- eg, and they went mihu instead. <laughs> All right, I, I got um, a bunch. I got a bunch of questions. Like somebody asked me what my favorite Hellraiser tweet it was from Tom Biz. Um, it's the Chloe Grace Moretz one because it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> who would I That's like? So who would he next like to interview? I wanted to interview MSL, but obviously uh, HLTV beat us to that. 
it's kind of difficult. I don't know because I don't want to go too. I mean, MSL would probably be a bit too grandiose because it's like not really interviewed many people. Like Region was our first, so. If you want to get interviewed by us on the TLDR podcast, please DM me on Twitter or DM TLDR or DM AZSK, any of us. Yeah. Somebody asked if I prefer um, donuts with, with filling or without. Um, depends on the filling, but generally without. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that. Nah, it's with, man. Like, I'm not the biggest do jelly want? donut fan. Uh, Boston cream donuts with like the cream on the inside. All right. That, I mean, that does sound pretty good. <laughs> Uh, favorite moment I've had personally playing Counter Strike. I won a one v five once. That was fantastic. I I've got a super sick one v four clutch that my uh, I was playing in a in a five stack and my friends just went. They they were just silent the whole time. But at the end, you're getting back banned because <laughs> it was just the stupid. It was it was a one v four. It was a one v five. It was the stupidest shit ever. And and the best part about it is I was Twitch streaming it at the time. No one was watching, but I was Twitch streaming it. And I was like, it was on overpass. There was a retake on B side. I was retaking from bank. And I was just like, hold up, I'm gonna do some stretches. And I just like, I literally sit there for a second, and you see me on the camera doing some stretches. I'm like, okay, let me win this one before now. And I go and win the one before. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 nice when that happens. You're like, somebody asked what else I'd eat biscoff with. I would eat I would eat that with anything. Anything. But importantly, <laughs> something else I would ha- I want to try on a burger. Uh, me and my friends, we we're having a barbecue when we we're allowed back together. Um, and I'm going to have Nutella on a burger. And I'll let you guys know if that's good or not. Because so far, talking... Biscoff, peanut butter, both both kind of go hard. I'm not going are you hard. talking about like the Biscoff, like the, the cookie? Or are you talking about like the cookie butter? Oh, both. I mean, yeah, I was going to say either works well. I'm not, no no shame on either. So, both so the, the burger I had is it's like two burgers, cheese, bacon, biscoff spread and then there's a biscoff okay. biscuit stuck to the top with more biscoff spread it was it's decadent beyond belief uh finally uh the don don hacky haji however i'm supposed to say it asked me how's life it's very good for me actually everything <laughs> seems to be going well so far well at the moment i'm not dead anymore which is really sick <laughs> yeah that's that's nice <laughs> yeah dead post covid last covid shot last week was not fun and yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm yet to be to be uh, 5G chipped yet. So, yeah, I've been 5G chipped. I got one more week on my uh, on my indoctrination process. I'm super hyped, man. Ready to go back out into the world. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm Let's still going to have mine, so we'll see. All right. See if I decide well, to take it. <laughs> that's it for this week, guys. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at, at RetailDR. We'll see you guys next week. We'll be talking about whatever happens this week in the last. Week.